When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, All the Books listeners. It is August 30th, 2016, and that means that tomorrow, August 31st, is the last day for VIP registration for BookRiotLive.com. That's the last chance to get the special perks, including early access to our limited spot panels, um, anything with VIPs, all that you know you want. First choice to get in to see those folks. Go to BookRiotLive.com and use the offer code MoreCats, M-O-R-E-C-A-T-S, all one word, to get $20 off your registration. Let's us also know that you came from listening to all the books. Also this week, the very first pieces of the schedule have been announced. So you can check out a few of the panels that we're going to have. There will also be games and giveaways and parties. So much fun. Come hang out with us November 12th and 13th in New York City. Again, it's bookriotlive.com and use the offer code MoreCats for $20 off your registration. You're listening to All the Books, a weekly show of recommendations and enthusiasm regarding the week's new book releases. This is episode 69, and today we are talking about a few books being released in the rest of 2016 that we are excited about. I'm Liberty Hardy, here with my fellow podcast, Rebecca Shinsky, and we're coming to you from bookriot.com. Hello. Hi there. I'm excited about this show. I always like the seasonal previews. Yeah, there are so many good books, and it's fun to tell people about them. Yes, and it means that we sort of get a week off from reading on a schedule. Yes, So, although I have read some of these. I have, well, no, I've read one of these so far that I'll talk about later, but right now I'm in the middle of geek love. <laughs> I've been seeing like your Litzy posts or maybe your Instagram posts or maybe both or maybe a your Snapchat. Both, I, think, I don't yeah. know, you're all over the place. And I'm like... It's so cryptic. Wait, is she enjoying that it's intense? Is she hating? I don't know. It's but don't so, tell me. Yeah, I'm only like halfway through it. I mean, I didn't stop after 50 pages, so that tells you something. That's good. I'm only halfway through it. I feel like it is developing its own gravity, kind of the way that A Little Life developed its own gravity for me, where like, I don't want to keep going, but also I can't stop. I had no, like, I had no idea what the book was about. I don't know how I've lived on the bookish internet and not actually known what geek love is about. Um, but I love going into a book totally blind and just knowing that people that I love and respect love the book and like, that's a strong enough recommendation for me. But I had no idea that it was going to be so dark or so intense and disturbing. And so I had like the first 10 pages were a real realignment of expectations for me. <laughs> but once I was like, okay, all right, self, this is how it's going to be. Uh, it's been a great experience so far. I'll be finished by next week and we can talk about it a little bit more. I think that people get these ideas in their head that because books are about a circus, that they're going to be light and fun. But I have to say some of the darkest books I've read take place at a circus. Yeah. And I had no idea that it was even about a circus. Like it's called Geek Love. I thought it was going to be something about like computer programmers. Nerds. Yeah. I don't think we had computers when she wrote it. <laughs> I mean, we had computers. I'm kidding. But like, you know. Not in the way we have them Not now. like now. When did it, When did she write it? I think it's 94, 96. Okay. All right. 
I don't remember. Yeah, I mean, the internet wasn't a thing, but, like, halt and catch fire had already happened. Um, Interesting. Okay, without further ado, let's get into... Ooh, 1989. I'm so wrong. Look at that. Okay. We were just babies. It does feel timeless. Like, I guess that's kind of... It's not anchored to pop culture in any way. I think that setting it at a circus probably helps. Like, there probably isn't a whole lot of, like, things that change in a circus, you know, Mm -hmm. as time goes by. That's cool. And now I've lost my page. Now I'm looking at Geek Love. (laughs) La, la, la. Now I want to read it again. Maybe we could stop recording and I could go read and come back. Is that okay? Well, you're a fast reader, but (laughs) we're already doing this thing. So let's, let's roll on. We have a lot of anticipated books for the fall and winter of 2016. So you kick it off. Yes. I tried to pick a few books that I hadn't mentioned on the show already. Um, like we, I talked about The Red Car by Marcy Dermansky. I talked about Pull Meander by Kelly Luce. Um, you know, Ghostland by Colin Dickey I've discussed. You and I discussed how our friends have the books about 80s pop culture coming out. Yeah. Both um, Jason Diamond and Kevin Smokler. Um, I did mention that I was reading this book, but I hadn't read it um, when I talked about it. This first one is called I'm Judging You, The Do-Better Manual by Lavi Ajayi. It comes out on September 13th from Holt. Um, Lovey, it's L-U-V-V-I-E, is a comedian, activist, and blogger. She has a hugely popular website called awesomelylovey.com with, like, zillions of readers. Um, she calls herself the Olivia Pope of social media because she helps folks fix their e-lives. Apparently she's, like, really big into scandal, which I have never seen, but her, like, live tweeting it is a is a big deal. Like, people really get into it, and she talks about it. Um, this is her debut book of uh, humorous essays. And they're mostly directed at calling out bad behavior, um, specifically in regards to the digital age, like like sort of like mismanners for now. Um, she covers all kinds of issues from race and representation in the media to what to post and what to not post. Um, I remember like when I was reading the description of the book, it was like, oh goodness, where is it? I'm going to try to find it. It was like, what to do about your fool cousin sharing casket pictures from grandma's wake on Facebook. <laughs> Like, that just just killed me. I was like, I have to read this book. This is Um, the book that the internet needs. Yeah, but she talks about, um, you know, pop culture, uh, sex tapes, television, celebrities. And it's, but it's basically like a book where she's saying, you know, like in the title, do better. Like, think about what you're doing and what you're saying and what you're posting and who it affects and who you're representing and do better. You know, use some common sense, like, you know, or get some common sense or ask somebody who has common (laughs) sense. Find someone with common sense. Like, look for the grown-ups, you know? Um, and she's she's just awesome. She's hilarious. I watched a couple of videos with her this morning because I, I really wanted to hear her voice, and, and she's awesome. Um, also, the cover features a lollipop throwing shade. So that was, like, all I needed, really. Um, again, it's called I'm Judging You by Lovey Ajayi. Ooh, I wonder if they're going to do it on audio. Oh, they must. And I hope they use her because she's awesome. Yeah, that sounds like... It, it sounds like great fun, but like it would be especially good on audio. Um, most of mine, uh, let me check and see. Most of mine are debuts, um, which has been a thing this year. And my first pick for the fall is Children of the New World. It's a short story collection. It's been a while since I talked about a short story collection on this show, what which is, I know. To pick. Uh, it's by Alexander Weinstein. Debut short stories. It is speculative fiction about the near future, uh, about how the world is shaped by and dependent on technology. Um, I haven't read this yet. I have my eye on it. Um, I'm going to read it like in the next week because we're going to be recording that show pretty soon for the 13th of September. I can't believe it's like fall already. Um, 
But it was here's I got hooked when I saw that it was compared and recommended for readers of Kelly Link, Karen Russell, China Mieville, and Margaret Atwood. And it was like, check, 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 check. All my bells are ringing. Ah! Um, it sounds like you've read it. Yeah, it's like, and this is an awesome comparison because it's an awesome show. It's like episodes of Black, um, Black Mirror. Which is the amazing oh. BBC show that is so dark and weird and strange. And well, now I have to. Go um, it's really fantastic. Hair. When I was talking to the publisher about it, he said um, that he wrote them based on like watching his students like interact with technology, like how they, you know, that's all they like seem to do, and it was giving him ideas, and he started writing these stories around that. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, but they're fantastic. Friend, yeah, our friend Josh Christie, who is getting ready to open his own bookstore called Print in Portland, Maine, near you, mm-hmm. uh, has said that it's one of his favorite books for the fall. And like he's itching to have a bookstore again so that he can start selling books to people. And this is one of them. Uh, and I trust Josh's taste implicitly also. So between you and him, I'm so ready. Uh, and it's it looks great. I kind of have been anticipating it so much that I like don't want to pick it up and read it and then have it be over. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna. I'm going to. It'll again, be okay. It will be. They're short stories, so you could like space it out. Yeah, you know. But I never succeed in doing that when the collection is good. It's just like more, 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 more. Yeah. Um, Okay, and so again, that one is "Children of the New World." It's by Alexander Weinstein, out on September thirteenth. That brings us to our first sponsor this week. It is "The Call" by Patter O'Gillian, and this is a story that begins with "You wake up alone in a horrible land. A horn sounds." The call has begun and you have three minutes and four seconds to save your life from the Shide, the most beautiful, S-I-D-H-E, the most beautiful and terrible fairies you've ever seen. Evil fairies, Liberty. Oh my goodness, my people. 14-year-old Nessa knows she'll be called soon and no one thinks that she has any chance to survive, but she's going to prove them wrong. Patero Gillian's The Call is a heart-stopping, blood-pounding, can't-put-down-until-you've-read-the-last-word fantasy thriller with killer fairies that you won't be able to forget. And you'll get to ask yourself, could you survive The Call? Uh, You've never seen fairies like this before in fiction. This is a genre-changing blend of fantasy, horror, and folklore. Uh, the author Patter O'Gillian grew up in Donegal, Ireland, in the far northwest of the country. These days, he lives in Dublin, where he toils day and night for a giant corporation. <laughs> Uh, and the call was inspired by Irish folklore and fairy tales that he grew up with in Ireland and wanted to share with the world. I was really um, hoping you were going to say by his job. Shaped <laughs> by his job. <laughs> his giant corporation hunting <laughs> evil fairy. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, fairy tale retellings are pretty hot right now uh, in fiction, in, especially in, in uh, young adult fiction in YA. And uh, this is the next one. I am super interested in evil fairies. Like, if I'm going to read a fairy story, this sounds like kind of the direction that I want to go with. Beautiful and terrible fairies. Again, it's called The Call. It's by Patter O'Gillian. You can find out more at facebook.com slash IreadYA, or we'll have a link in the show notes. And of course, you can pick up the book wherever books are sold. So thanks again to them for sponsoring this week. Marked that down. I know. Yay, evil fairies. All right, lady, what's next? My next book is Every Kind of Wanting by Gina Frangello. Um, it comes out also on September 13th from Counterpoint, one of my favorite uh, small presses. And this one is one that I've seen highly anticipated by other authors. 
Like, I love, you know, seeing what they're talking about, like, what they're really interested in. And mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of writers be really excited that this is coming out. So I was like, oh, well, I have to read this. Um, and this, I find this to be a very Rebecca book, like I, oh. I thought. Although I found the last one to be a very Rebecca book, too. Um, but uh, this is the story of, it's uh, three different families in Chicago. And try and bear with me because it's going to get complicated. Um, the book is about, like, their different relationships and all about families and complications. Um, there's Miguel and Chad, who want to have a baby together. So there's Chad's sister, Gretchen, who offers to give them an egg. And then their friends, Emily and Nick, who have two young boys of their own. Emily offers to be the surrogate mother. But then Miguel's sister starts an affair with Emily's husband, Nick, and everything starts to unravel. What? Yeah. And then an even bigger secret... Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's like messy, complicated relationship story. It's like this strong, passionate novel about the messy circumstances that people find themselves in or like the mess that they get themselves into. Um, it's just this fabulous, gorgeous novel of contemporary lives and relationships. Uh, she wrote a great book several years ago called A Life in Men, which I really enjoyed. Oh, I and, really liked that one too. Oh, we'll see. So you know her. Great. Yes. This is a book for you. And you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and everyone else listening. You get um, it. And you get a book. You get a book. <laughs> That's right. Okay, it's called Every Kind of Wanting by Gina Frangello. My next pick is one that I have also had forever and I've been holding off on reading because I'm so excited about it. I don't want to be done with it. Uh, it's called The Wangs Versus the World by Jade Chang. This is another debut novel. It comes out October 4th and Jade Chang is going to be at Book Riot Live. Uh, this is the story of a wealthy Chinese immigrant family who built a fortune in co- a cosmetic company here in the States and then they lost it all in the financial crisis. Uh, I mentioned when we talked about Behold the Dreamers a week or two ago that I think we're getting far enough out from the big financial crisis that we're getting really interesting fiction about it. And this is another one of those books. Uh, The father, Charles, wants to go back to China to reclaim the ancestral land and try to start over. Um, Meanwhile, his kids are road tripping with their stepmother from their uh, now foreclosed on Bel Air home to New York City. And madcap things happen along the way as I understand it. I haven't read it yet. It's like the cover is so excellent. It's red and gold and the marketing has been great for it. It came, I got like a little uh, ceramic pin that is in the shape of a lipstick with a W on it, which I assume is for Wang, which is the family name. Um, I've just heard nothing but great things about this book. People have been taking pictures of lines that they've underlined or that they've laughed at really hard uh, in the best possible way. And it's, they've been popping up all over like Instagram and Twitter and Litzy for me. And I'm so excited. <laughs> I think I'm going to like I'm going to be at the beach in a few weeks and I think that this is going to be one of my beach books. Like it feels like a treat to myself. Um if I could read faster or tolerate a bubble bath longer, I would just like run a, you know, really floofy fancy bubble bath and try to read the whole thing in one go. Um but I'm so excited to read it. I haven't heard anything but great stuff about it. Everyone seems to love it. Uh, and I'm so excited to have a chance to meet Jade Chang at Book Riot Live too. So again, that is The Wangs versus the World by Jade Chang. It's really fun. Of course you've read that one, too. I kind of credit the... That was the first galley I received that came with, like, a little enamel pin, and now I'm getting them and seeing them everywhere. I that's feel a good like point. they kicked yeah. it off, kind of. Or they that's were, like, true. the first people to it send is, it to that's me. Also, yeah, I know. They're the first ones that I got an enamel pin from, too, and then the, riv- like, Riverhead did those other ones. 
And yeah. yeah. Now I have so many of them, like, it could weigh a boat down. Like, like what river. am I supposed to put these on? <laughs> everything, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I like that they're back. They're cool. They're fun. Like, they make them for everything. I've can seen them somebody, for, like, Hamilton like, characters. Can and... we start getting patches? Like, I would just like to have an excuse to have, like, a sleeveless denim vest situation and a bunch of book-related patches on it. Yeah. Well, I have one of those. Well, obviously. I'm going to wear it to Book Riot Live now. I'm ready. I'm going to be like, she has to walk really slowly because she's weighed down by 18 pounds of enamel pins. (laughs) If you are in publicity and you are listening to this (laughs) and your company has enamel pins for a book you're publishing, please send them to Liberty. Yes. I mean, I love them. They're awesome. I have them all lined up on my my dresser. Um, Speaking of awesome, let me tell you about my next. (laughs) Thank you for saving us. (laughs) We're flailing in enamel pins. Uh, my next pick is called The Island by Olivia Levez, and it comes out September 27th from One World Publications. This is one that I picked up at BEA that I absolutely loved. It's about a young girl named Frances. Frances has had a really hard life. She's had some horrible things happen, and she has also done some really bad things. Um, now she has been ordered to attend this sort of outward-bound a camp for young criminals um, in order to not have to go to jail. Like, if she, she'll stay out of jail if she attends this thing. So she does this. But on the flight there, the plane goes down. And now Frances is alone on a smile island in the middle of the Indian Ocean. And not only does she have to try to figure out how to survive and how she's going to eat and what she's going to do and how she's going to get off the island, but she has all this other time where she has nothing else to do except go over and over the choices that she's made in her life, the horrible things that have happened to her, the horrible things that she's done, you know, and, like, sort of analyze, like, what choices she has made until she discovers that she may not be alone after all. Oh. It's sort of like a, like a gritty Island of the Dolphins <gasps> 2.0. Island of the Blue Dolphins! Yes, Island of the Blue Dolphins, yes. Um, it does not pull any punches, and I really appreciated that. Um, this is definitely my pick for the best YA of the fall, along with um, Rennie Patel in Full Effect, uh, Still Life with Tornado, and Girl Man's Up. Those are other ones that you want to mark down. Um, again, it's called The Island by Olivia Levez. I was going to ask if it was like Island of the Blue Dolphins, and then I was like, wait, are we too old and no one will get that reference? It's possible. <laughs> I need to believe that like eight-year-old girls everywhere are still reading Island I of the Blue so. Dolphins. And the Witch of Blackbird Pond. Yes. And yes. where the red fern grows. Oh. Yeah. Now I'm just sad. <laughs> well, let me tell you about the next book. Because when you were discussing it last week, I was laughing. So let's see if I can cheer you up while I talk about it. I'm ready. <laughs> Our next sponsor is Spontaneous from Penguin Teen. Mara Carl, I can't even talk. Mara Carlisle's senior year is going as normally as could be expected until... Wabam! Wabam! <laughs> Fellow senior Caitlin Ogden explodes during third period pre-calc. <laughs> like you do. <laughs> Caitlin is the first, but she won't be the last teenager to blow up without warning or explanation. As the seniors continue to pop like balloons, smart and hilarious, Mara narrates the end of the world as she knows it. But within an explosive year punctuated by romance, quarantine, lifelong friendship, and the hope of making it to graduation lies a funny, super honest, and truly moving story of being a teenager and the heartache of saying goodbye. Especially when you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> That's so a problem. Just, you're just perpetually in goodbye mode. Like, in yeah. case I explode today, <laughs> and how know about that now? I loved you. And now. And now. 
A novel about growing up and blowing up the most explosive book of the season. <laughs> I want to I love know, just reading about this every single like, time. <laughs> I know. Whoever wrote that one-liner for the cover about growing up and blowing up, I would just like to kiss them on the face. Like, oh, that is yeah. it's the best one-line pitch for a book. It's so funny. I have this. It's at the top of my list my, of my list of things to buy Please because I was back. just, like, cracking up. Again, it's called Spontaneous by Aaron Starmer, and we thank them for sponsoring the show. Wa-bam! Wa-bam! <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, my next pick, like, the theme of these this week really <laughs> is, I guess, books that I'm so excited about that I can't bring myself to read yet, because I've had this one for months. It is The Mothers by Britt Bennett. So good. That's what everyone says. Shut up, Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> It comes out on October 11th, uh, another debut novel. This is about a black community in Southern California, uh, primarily about a girl named Nadia Turner. She is in her last year of high school. She's mourning her mother's death. Then she gets involved with the preacher's son. He is 21. Things happen as they do, and she finds herself pregnant, and then they try to hide the pregnancy and the pregnancy and the cover-up that result from it uh, are both more than Nadia bargains for. This is all I know. And I have heard that the narrative voice of the book is really interesting and that sometimes it goes into plural. Or is it in plural? Like, is it in plural narration the whole time? Do you remember? I don't remember. Okay. I read it in May. Um, I'm sorry. Oh. (laughs) At least one of us is advanced here because I'm way behind. No. Uh, Okay. So um, I've heard really fantastic things about the writing, about the narrative voice. I love it when a novelist will take a you know a leap and do an experiment, especially in a debut novel. Uh, everybody is just bonkers excited about this book. Again, it is The Mothers. It's by Britt Bennett coming out on October 11th. And they made the amazing cover into this uh, bag. Oh, yeah, the tote bags are awesome. That, like, everybody wanted. They could probably just sell that tote bag from now until forever, and <laughs> that's all they need to do. It's incredible. It's so gorgeous. Yeah, the cover is beautiful, too. Riverhead, you know, typically has really gorgeous artwork, and this is no yeah. exception. It came with an awesome enamel pin. Did it really? I can't remember what it is now. Oh, I'm getting old and forgetting things. Nope, gone. <sighs> all right. Oh, well. So here's one that I have not read. Oh, okay, good. But I'm very excited about it, so I want to share it with you. It is called Never Look an American in the Eye, a memoir of flying turtles, colonial ghosts, and the making of a Nigerian-American by Oke Ndibe. comes out 10-11, there it is, from Soho Press. Um, I have read his novels, uh, Arrows of Rain and Foreign Gods Incorporated, both wonderful, wonderful books, and this is his memoir about his move from Nigeria to America. Uh, Apparently he took a job as an editor of a magazine and came over to America, and he talks about that experience. He talks about um, the influential writers that he met and the relationships he had with them. He talks about the first incident of racial profiling that happened to him less than two weeks after he arrived. He was mistaken for a bank robber. Um, (laughs) He talks about the different uh, stereotypes that Americans have about Africans and the stereotypes that Africans have about Americans. Um, and he, it's just a look at how he became a writer and how he became an American. Um, I'm really looking forward to reading this one as soon as I can. Um, again, it's called Never Look an American in the Eye by O.K. and D. Bay. That sounds great. Yeah. 
My next one is Nicotine by Nell Zink. It comes out on October 4th. Um, I just loved her novel, Mislaid, that came out last year. It was so weird, uh, but not too weird. I didn't think it got talked about nearly enough. She did really interesting things uh, with race and just culture, and it's set in the middle of Virginia, so I knew a lot of the places, and that added something to my reading of it as well. She just has a really interesting perspective and a different voice, and I'm excited to read more of it. Um, Nicotine is a novel about families, both those that we are born into and the families that we make ourselves, and all I know about it is that it's about a young woman who inherits her bohemian father's childhood home after he passes. Um, I'm here for whatever Nelzink wants to try based on what my experience with mislaid was like. I just thought it was really phenomenal. Um, if you haven't read it, it's out. I'm pretty sure it's out in paperback now. Um, that's worth looking up. Just a like, great weird novel set in the 70s in Virginia um, about a white woman who passes, she and her child um, passes black, um, drawing on the one drop rule in a bunch of small towns in order to get away from her ex-husband. Uh, and then she finds herself in very weird situations because of that. It's really interesting. Um, Nelzing also has a collection of, I guess it's not a collection, it's like a thing of novellas <laughs> that's coming out. Two novellas coming out bound together, um, also on October 4th, called Private Novelist. Um, and I don't know what those are about. Liberty and I were talking, like, we were talking before the show about novellas in general and how, like, I'm not opposed to the idea of them, but I don't ever know what to do with them when they're in a short story collection. <laughs> Like, I don't want to read 90 pages before I start a short story collection. And I usually skip the novella if it's at the end of the short story collection. Um, I'm sorry, writers. But maybe two of them together, like, I could just tell myself, you know, yeah. it's just two miniature books. Two small books. Both of the <laughs> covers of these are just, yeah. oh my goodness, amazing. Yeah, I just really like her a lot. And so I do want to read everything that she's written. So uh, Nicotine is the new novel and Private Novelist is the set of novellas. Awesome. So those are October 4th. All right. One round left because we're doing five picks each this week because, you know, big week. Big week. Um, my last pick is Am I Alone Here? Notes on Living to Read and Reading to Live by Peter Orner. Comes out uh, November 15th from Catapult, another of my mm. favorite small publishers. Loving everything that they're doing. This book is the most epic of nerd purrs. Like a book about books and like about reading. I, kind I of was can't just believe... like, ha, 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 I have to have this. Like know, harassing the publicist. Like give this to me. We made it really far into this show without getting to a book about books. Yeah, no, here we go. Like I said, it's, the, it's just an epic nerd purr. It's a book of essays, obviously, about reading. Um, it's from a wonderful writer, but he's also a, a prolific reader. Um, and Orner discusses how literature affects different aspects of our lives, how it affected different aspects of his lives, how sometimes the right book finds us at the right time. He talks about reading whenever and wherever you can, um, discusses the lives of several famous authors, the things that they meant, the things that they are thought to have said that they didn't mean. Um, and all this is like, he calls it a book of unlearned criticism that stumbles mm. into memoir. It's because okay. it also is, uh, includes aspects of his own life, including um, fatherhood, divorce, and the death of his dad. Um, and it's about how these events look viewed through the eyes of a reader. It's so good. I made like a big list of titles, like things that he talked about. I was just like, <laughs> I love books about books. I, but I like, I think I could just read books about books. So therefore, I try to like hold off quite a bit because I'm like I would just be reading about books 
you know, just like book rec- I could give book recommendations all day long, but then like when would I read? Um, again, it's called Am I Alone Here? Notes on Living to Read and Reading to Live by Peter Orner. That reminded me of a galley that I just got. Um, oh, it's coming out on September 13th. It's called Avid Reader by oh, Robert Gottlieb. Yeah. Yeah, he was, I had not heard his name before, but he's one of the most celebrated editors of all time. Like he, you know, had a great huge run at Knopf where he was the editor in chief. He discovered and edited Catch-22, um, among other bestsellers. He edited authors like Toni Morrison, John Cheever, Doris Lessing, John le Carré, Michael Crichton, Lauren Bacall, Catherine Graham, Robert Caro, Nora Ephron, Bill Clinton, tons of people like I was I didn't need to hear any more after I saw that he had edited Toni Morrison Uh, but this is (laughs) his memoir um, about you know his life and being an avid reader and then uh, also being an editor and apparently it's about dance and also psychoanalysis and those things often go together yeah and uh, the relationship between writers and editors and the glory days of publishing um, I'm super interested this was not on my list for today but it showed up in the mail and when he started talking about books about books I was like oh right <laughs> um, so if that's one of your you know, personal faves. You can put Avid Reader by Robert Gottlieb on your list. Um, My last round is a twofer this week. It's two celebrity memoirs that I could not be more excited about. And now we are finally to a book that I have read on this this show. Uh, (laughs) Me too! Yay! Oh, that's right. (laughs) I think we read it the same day. Um, The first one is A Life in Parts by Brian Cranston uh, from Malcolm in the Middle and of course Breaking Bad and many other things. I devoured this book over the weekend. And the only thing that I'm sad about is that I kind of wish that I had waited for audio because I just would love spending time with him in the car. You can still do um, it. Do I'm it going to. I'm definitely going to. Um, he narrated a version of The Things They Carried a few years ago that's just phenomenal. He just has one of those voices. Uh, but this is his memoir. Um, and each chapter is sort of broken up into like the role that he was playing in his life or the, the element that defined him at the time. Um, and he's just so thoughtful and interesting about his life, about um, the craft of acting, about the work that goes into it, about how you try to stay grounded when you're on a show that breaks out the way that Breaking Bad did, um, about the creative process and collaborating with the other people who are making the thing that you are making um, as an actor, knowing you know your role in that process alongside the writer and the director and your fellow actors. Um, and he writes about his family And also, you know, rejection and struggling, getting told no and having failures. And there are just some great stories. Like he just takes some risks that I found so inspiring. Like he's auditioning for a commercial where they need someone who can um, basically who can go repelling. And he tells them that he knows how to repel. And then he like in the week in between the time that he says this and his audition, he hires someone to teach him how to repel. (laughs) And like goes out and does it um, just so like every bit as smart and interesting as I expected his book to be. It was really wonderful to spend time with. And then my so, other celebrity memoir pick is Scrappy Little Nobody by Anna Kendrick, which comes out on November 15th. It's a collection of humorous essays about her life, presumably about, you know, doing Broadway, being a musical kid, and then now being a, an actress who's recognized for all kinds of things. Um, I personally love her very deeply for Pitch Perfect, but she was in Up in the Air with George Clooney, and she was in some of the Twilight movies. I don't remember which vampire she 
she played, but I'm sure it was wonderful. Um, I love her very much. I'm really inspired by how she's just, we were talking about this on the Book Riot Slack. Someone who's not really familiar with her was like, what is the Anna Kendrick love all about? I was like, listen. She's a young woman who's been unapologetically ambitious. She has embraced this like very nerdy thing about, you know, being ambitious and type A and like loving musical theater. Um, And she's not playing the how sexy can I be or I'll be as sexy as you want me to be game. Um, I think, you know, she's a really hard worker and a really interesting, smart woman. She's hilarious on Twitter also. And I'm excited for her collection of essays. Definitely going to have that one on audiobook too, because I can't pass up. Um, Actually, I should look that up. Hopefully she's reading her own audiobook because otherwise that's a travesty. That would be ridiculous Uh, if she was It would be. Um, The book comes out the Tuesday after Book Riot Live. And so I'll probably be talking about it at the show that we record at Book Riot Live. Um, And I'm so excited to get to nerd out about that, like looking at people's faces. (laughs) She's from Portland, Maine. Maybe she'll do an event at Josh's (gasps) store. That Maybe she'll amazing. go visit Josh and Emily. Like, wouldn't we that be great to, for a launch? We, it would. We tried to get her for Book Riot Live, and alas. It's because she's she busy is, deciding to be an uh, unbeatable squirrel girl. Yes, which is, that's also fine. Probably going That's to a good happen. choice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'm really excited about that. Uh, again, that one is Scrappy Little Nobody by Anna Kendrick. It's uh, out on November 15th. That's it for me, but because you are the Velocity Reader that you are, you have a lightning round. I do. Also, as I um, as I was saying this, I have this image in my head of like you drinking a glass of water, like while I rattle all these off, like a ventriloquist. I don't know, it just popped into my head. It's like I'm <laughs> going to talk now, and here I that's go. Totally, but what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a little lightning round. Some big titles that are coming out, you should know about, and some indie titles I think you should know about. Um, so if you're driving in the car, you probably want to pause it so you can go home and write all these down. Um, coming up from big publisher, September 13th, we have The Wonder from Emma Donahue. Uh, Commonwealth from Ann Patchett, Nutshell from Ian McEwen. October 4th is The Trespasser, the new Tana French. Uh, October 11th is Hagseed, Margaret Atwood's take on The Tempest. October 18th is The Gambler's Anatomy by Jonathan Lethem. Uh, 1025 is The Boat Rocker from Ha Jin. Uh, November 15th is Swing Time from Zadie Smith. Uh, on November 22nd is Moon Glow from Michael Shabon. I love how he always says Shea is in Shea Stadium and Bon is in Bon Jovi. That's how I remember his name. Um, and for uh, smaller indie books on 9-13, September 13th, A Tree or a Person or a Wall from Matt Bell. Uh, also, Ronnie Patel, which I had mentioned earlier, Ronnie Patel in Full Effect by Sonia Patel. Nine Island from Jane Allison, which comes out from Catapult, which is absolutely wonderful. Um, Heirlooms, Stories by Rachel Hall. Uh, October 14th is I'll Tell You in Person from Chloe Caldwell, out from Coffee House. I love them. Uh, I'll, on, oh, I skipped around there. On the 11th of October is The Hidden Keys from Andre Alexis. He wrote 15 Dogs, which is amazing, and so is this one. Uh, also, Him, Me, Muhammad Ali from Rhonda Jarrar. Uh, the Annie Year from Stephanie Wilbur Ash, out from Unnamed Press, my new favorite. And on October 15th is Patricide by D. Foy. So there you have it. Did you drink Woo. some water, really? I did, really. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just imagine like sitting on your knee and we're doing like the Chicago thing and you're, you know, drinking water and I'm like, oh, and yes, here's a book so, and here's yes, a book. Oh, so, yes, they both. Yep. <laughs> if anybody wants to rewrite us a version of that about how we both reach for the book, we'll do it. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> good one. Um, yeah. No, I'm just sitting here with my big purple Nalgene bottle. I was like, wow, this list is long, Liberty. <laughs> you are... <laughs> 
you just exceed levels of impressiveness. And that list will be in the show notes for people as well. Of course, don't throw it away. All of these titles. (laughs) I'm making promises that you have to keep now. (laughs) Along with all the titles that we talked about. Uh, But before we wrap up, what are you going to go read right now? Uh, I just got the new Ryan North choose your own adventure type thing um, in the mail. I'm trying to come up with the words. It's to be or to not be to be. To be or not be, to right? be. Thank you. It's because he did the Romeo and Juliet one, and now um, they're republishing his Hamlet one. Um, and so that's that's what I'm going to check out because he's hilarious and fun, and we'll see what kinds of things I can get into in this book. What are you going to read? I am in the middle of Silence by Thich Nhat Hanh. Um, It's about the value of quiet in a very noisy world. He is a um, Buddhist and a great writer about mindfulness and meditation. And I am loving it. I'm like deep into a, a renewed love of yoga and of meditation recently, and I've been wanting to do more reading about mindfulness. Um, so I'm reading Silence. Uh, I think one of our contributors is working on a reading list of like essential things about mindfulness. But if this is a wheelhouse of yours and you have recommendations for me, I would love to hear about that as well. Um, but before we wrap up, we want to thank our sponsors again. Don't forget to register for Book Riot Live. BookRiotLive.com. Offer code is more cats to get $20 off your ticket. Register by August 31st to get those VIP perks. Uh, Also to The Call by Patter O'Gillian and Spontaneous by Aaron Starmer. Uh, They can sponsor every week if they want to so that we can keep laughing about (laughs) growing up and blowing up. Um, You can always drop us a line at allthebooks at bookriot.com or talk to us on Twitter. Send me those mindfulness recommendations. I'm Rebecca Shinsky S-C-H-I-N-S-K-Y Liberty is Miss Liberty. And if you've got a minute you want to give us a little gift a rating or a review on itunes helps us know how we're doing but also and more importantly helps other book lovers who are looking for podcasts to find their way to us with apple's magic algorithm juice and as much as we would love to tell you about more books out today we just don't have the time because we filled it with books that are coming out later (laughs) but you can read about more titles out now in the show notes at bookriot.com slash all the books as well as find a link to our weekly new books newsletter. All right, lady, happy reading. Happy reading. Happy reading.